Hey homeschoolers, I'm Melissa Webb, former full-time classroom teacher and homeschool mom turned full-time business CEO and encourager to homeschool families everywhere. I am determined and dedicated to helping you in this journey that you're on. Yes, I wanna give you sound, educational, practical tips and advice, at the same time making sure that you're enjoying the family journey that you are on. So if you are looking for a place to be encouraged and inspired, you have found the perfect podcast. Homeschooling is a work of heart, is truly the perfect place to start. So welcome. Let's jump in. Hello, homeschoolers, and welcome back to another episode of Homeschool is a Work of Heart. Today, we have an important topic to tackle. How do we help our reluctant writers? Do you have one of those? (laughs) I did too. I totally get this. For some parents, teaching writing can definitely be a challenge, especially if you have one of those children who is less than enthusiastic about putting pen to paper or maybe fingers to keyboard. But fear not, because today I'm going to share some thoughts and some strategies to make the writing process more engaging and enjoyable for you and for your child. Does this sound good? I hope so. So first and foremost, it is essential to understand that reluctant writers come in all shapes and sizes. Some lack confidence. Others may actually find writing physically tiring. But regardless of whatever reason your child is a reluctant writer, the key is to approach this issue with patience, empathy, and creativity. And I'm going to discuss each of those in detail. So I want to remind you first to be patient. That sentence that your child says, whatever it is, maybe it's, I hate writing, writing is so hard, whatever it is, I want you to remember that's just a thought your child is choosing to believe. But here's what I love about thoughts, they're optional. And children don't realize this. In fact, a lot of adults don't realize this also. When I learned this years ago, it was a game changer. It literally changed my life. When I had this epiphany when listening to Brooke Castillo, who if you don't listen to the Life Coach School, you should. It's just helped me be a better, stronger person in the way of my brain. And realizing that thoughts are optional was, like I said, just pivotal in my life because our thoughts create our feelings. And so children who are believing, I hate writing, writing is so hard, and thinking that's a true thought, which no thought is true or false. It's just a belief that can be changed. It is creating our feelings. And those feelings that come from those negative thoughts about hating writing or believing it's hard create feelings of unwillingness or maybe even dread. But here's the thing. If you can just be patient and understand that with time, we can actually help our children reframe their thinking, we'll also help them change those feelings. And suddenly, instead of unwillingness and dread, they have willingness and you have hope. And this just takes some time and practice. I want you to think about all the things your kids have hated that you have already dealt with in their young lives. I did a post on this on Instagram, and these were just a few that I thought of. You may be thinking of even more, but things like, I don't want to go to bed. I don't like brushing my teeth. 
Please don't make me eat broccoli. <laughs> Why do I have to wear a helmet? Oh my gosh, my boys all the time. Our rule was if it has wheels, you have to wear a helmet. And they would just be like, I'm just gonna ride my bike just right around here. Nope, you gotta wear your helmet. Like we had to fight with our kids about so many things. This is mine, I don't wanna share, right? But even though they didn't like these things, just like your child may not like writing, we didn't give up the fight, right? This was important because these things were going to shape our children's future. And they were important. We knew they were important. Our children may not see the importance, but we do. We have years of experience. They're nine years old. We've already been nine. They haven't been in their 40s yet. <laughs> Here's the thing, we've got some experience on our side. So I just wanna remind you to be patient. You know it's important and you can help them reframe their thinking over time, just like you did in all of those other areas and issues in their life. The second thing I wanna remind you is to be empathetic. Now is anybody realizing right now, nothing of what I'm offering has anything to do with your child. It's all about managing yourself first because that's where the power is. If you haven't realized yet, it's near impossible if not impossible to fix people, to change people. What we do have control over is ourselves. You can be patient and you can be empathetic. So here's the thing. I want you just to remember Anything that you've ever had to do because you didn't want to do it. Something recently, maybe, right? You know what it's like having to do something you don't want to do, right? We, this is life. But you also know that once you've realized the relevance of something or maybe the purpose of something, choosing to do whatever that thing is suddenly does become more manageable. What do I, okay, paying taxes. <laughs> I now pay taxes as somebody who receives income. Our family receives income, so we pay our family taxes. But I now run a business, so I also pay business taxes on top of that. And I don't really enjoy it, <laughs> right? It's a real shocker, right? But I understand the relevance and the purpose of why I need to do it, so I do it because I don't want to go to jail. And I really love my business, so I'm going to keep paying all my taxes, right? I understand why I'm doing it. Grocery shopping. All right. Do you like it? Some people do. Some people love grocery shopping, loading their car, unloading their car, putting the groceries away, then pulling them out, and then washing, chopping, cutting, prepping, cooking for all the meals just to make a dinner that I put hours into when you add all those steps into it, right? and that my family consumes in under five minutes. It feels like a chore to me. Nobody is really appreciating it, and I don't really love to do it, but I do it. Why? It has relevance and purpose in my life. I know it's one way that I care for my family. I know that's why you do it too. And to understand that our children do not understand the relevance and purpose for writing yet can allow us to be a little bit more empathetic. So make sure that your child understands the relevance and purpose for writing, right? To have that conversation with your kiddos to say, do you know that writing does have a purpose in your life? Maybe you don't understand now because you're thinking, well, I'm not going to grow up and write books. No, that's okay. You don't know that actually for sure. 
the future is untold. However, it is preparing for life. Adults in sales, maybe they go into advertising, think about lawyers, they would tell any child, look, you want to master persuasive writing. <laughs> it's going to be a huge component in increasing the revenue in whatever business you're in, if you're in sales or advertising or law, let's say, right? An engineer who writes step-by-step -step manuals or journalists who have to learn how to be unbiased, they see value in mastering the expository styles of writing, being informative and explanatory. And sure, writers, novelists, screenwriters, people who prepare speeches, even video game designers, they understand the importance of creating entertaining narratives. The three styles of writing, if you haven't listened to writing, there's only three styles of writing that need to be mastered. And if you master all three of them early on and continue to practice them over time, my goodness, look how prepared you will be and doors will open because you have so much knowledge in these three styles of writing that the world is your oyster and you're going to be able to be equipped for all kinds of wonderful career opportunities. Just be empathetic. Your child doesn't see the importance yet, but you can explain it over time. Okay, the third thing that I want to mention is it's important for you, yes, I'm still talking to the parents, to get creative and find fun material. It's so much more fun to do something if it is fun. Like when I'm cleaning the house, I turn on some great music or I start a new audible book that I'm so excited to listen to while I'm scrubbing toilets, right? Because when I can get creative and make any task more fun, I'm more likely to do it. Now that's true when it comes to writing. So you want to find creative and fun ways to practice persuasive, to practice, practice expository, and to practice narrative styles of writing. I will tell you in my program, I have several courses, but three favorites that my students love. For persuasive, we have one in there called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So we've taken a real world issue that's happening right now in the Great Pacific Ocean where this garbage patch, which is being called the eighth continent, it's gotten so large. It, it seems to be a pollution problem, yes, but now some scientists are saying it's become habitats for animals. So is it a problem? The students are so interested in this. So many students were like, what? I never heard about this place. Or what? I didn't even think about the fact that animals could be living in it. So now they're engaged. They're interested and they have to, in this persuasive, take a side. Should we be working to remove the garbage patch or does it now have a place in our environment? And they are loving this. This is like, what? You want my opinion? I'm just a kid. Yeah, but you're the next generation. And our climate is an issue here. So what do you think we should do? That's fun. So there's an idea for you. Um, for expository practice, we have a course called Journalism 101 where students can pick a topic of interest and they have to practice being unbiased. 
which is a great practice considering that in journalism today, we don't see that all the time. There's a lot of bias. How do you write in a way that's unbiased? Oh, that is a great class. And kids love to imagine being a journalist. So that's a fun one. We have a narrative. Our number one selling narrative is the making of a mystery. I have no idea how many children love good mystery books. I grew up on Nancy Drew, read every single one, still love those. But so many kids are like, wait, you can teach me how to write a mystery story? It's one of the favorites of our narratives. So again, get creative, find fun material. That falls on you. The children that you are homeschooling are relying on you to do a good job of putting in front of them things that are interesting. That's one of the best things about homeschooling. You are not stuck in a curriculum that is boring. That's a big challenge maybe, but there are people like me out there creating these kinds of programs for you and supporting you. Just make sure to offer a list of topics, writing prompts, and let them choose. I let my students now choose which one do you want to write first. Every semester they need to do one persuasive, one expository, and one narrative. That's standard. And yet they get to choose which one they want to do first. That sense of ownership can truly boost their enthusiasm for wanting to write. So keep that in mind as well. All right, last... A few last things that I wanted to share with you before we wrap this episode up. I like to keep these short, like maybe 15 minutes-ish, and I think I'm close to that time. But I want to just mention a few more things. One, please remember that writing is an art, and that requires practice, like mastering. Do we have any piano players in the audience? Fior Elisa is a piano recital favorite, and many students spend hours practicing that piece. Right? It takes coming back to those black and white keys time and time again. That's like writing. Writing is an art. It falls under language arts. It's not a science. It's not two plus two is four. I can finish the problem and I'm done. I can walk away. No, writing is an art. It takes practice. We go back to it. We go back to it. We go back to it. We're revising. We're editing. And as soon as students realize they're not supposed to master something just the first time they get a few sentences on a piece of paper, that would be like trying a piano piece one time and saying that's as good as it gets. No, that's not realistic. There's nothing wrong with practicing. In fact, it's expected. Just remember that. Remind your child, this is an art. It's like practicing a song. We're going to just keep going on this one piece until we have it exactly like we want it. The second thing I want to mention is please don't forget to give your child an encouraging audience. You need your children to know that they are writing for someone who's eager to hear and review and give feedback on what that child wrote. How discouraging to just write something and stick it in a writing folder for nobody to ever even look at, read, or get excited about. And when you hear your child read, focus on those positives. Highlight, wow, that was such a creative idea. You have such descriptive language. I can see an improvement in your spelling. Whatever, be positive first and gently address one, two, maybe three areas that could use improvement. Constructive criticism should always inspire growth and not be discouraging. And this, again, is where I get so many families who join our programs because they are saying, 
things like we butt heads here. My child sees anything that I say as parental disapprovement. So it's hard to be wearing those two hats. Again, find a program that offers somebody else that opportunity to get excited about what your child wrote and offer that great feedback. The third thing I wanted to mention is don't forget to incorporate technology. A lot of reluctant writers do find typing easier or using the voice uh, microphone encouraging and helpful. So allowing them to use a computer or a tablet for their writing assignments, that's great. There are so many educational apps and software out there that can make the writing process more interactive and fun. Here's what I, I want you to not do. I see families do this. They want to use their writing time to help their child improve on their writing skill, like their hand to paper writing practice. So we're gonna be writing an essay, so why not also practice your penmanship? Now, while that sounds logical, hear me out. As a teacher, for 30 years, I can tell you that's actually a terrible idea for the student who feels that writing is painful. Literally, like just to write a sentence and they can't stand their penmanship and, and they're being criticized on that. At the same time, they're supposed to be creative and coming up with these clever ideas in this academic essay. The two are difficult for them and we're pairing them together. Terrible idea. Make writing, getting the thoughts in our head onto a piece of paper as easy as possible. Maybe in the beginning, that's even dictation. Depending on the age of your child, dictation is so appropriate. Let them just share their ideas and get their thoughts out. And at a separate time, practice penmanship. So the penmanship can be in a handwriting book or a cursive book on, on a whole different assignment. Practice your spelling words. Like There's other places where you can be actually practicing the art of writing, but be careful if you have a reluctant writer to pair the two things they hate most as one assignment. It's just a miserable experience. I would hate it as a child, so just keep that in mind. All right, lastly, celebrate the achievement of writing, no matter how small. If your child just writes one paragraph and it took you four weeks to get there, that is worth celebrating. Create a writing portfolio to start keeping everything in there. In my course, we teach how to create electronic writing portfolios, which are fabulous because you can share that link with anybody. It's very impressive, I will tell you. It is like a wow experience. Or in your house, maybe you could have a writing wall where you can display like the best final projects of things. Maybe even have um, your child record himself or herself reading the essay that they wrote and then send it to grandma or their favorite aunt, right? Recognizing their progress and the effort they've put in, this really can boost a reluctant writer's confidence and therefore increase their motivation. All right, there you go. I hope this helps. I hope you're feeling encouraged to try some of these things. The truth is that teaching writing to a reluctant writer can be challenging. You'll notice that I've never said in here it's going to be easy. But what it requires is some patience on your part, understanding it's just a thought they're believing, and over time that will change with some reframing. Get creative in the ways that you can get them to do some writing. And be super supportive as you go through it. I promise that you can and will help your child develop essential writing skills. At the same time, they're going to start to foster this appreciation 
um, of self-expression of their thoughts through the words that they get onto pieces of paper. I do hope you found these tips helpful in your homeschooling journey. Remember, you are not alone in facing these challenges, and I'm always open to your topics. This is one that came up from a, a mom who said she was really struggling with this. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you being genuine and authentic with me. I am here to help you. Teaching writing is what I do, and I offer it to anyone with children in grades through eight. So be sure to check out my programs at writeonweb.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-O-N-W-E-B, like my last name, .com for more information. And do not hesitate to reach out on social media too, by all means. I love hearing from our homeschooling community. So until next time, write on homeschool mom. Well, thanks so much for tuning in and listening this week. Hey, if this was something that you found valuable, don't forget you want to subscribe or follow so that every time a new episode is dropped, you'll be the first to know. And hey, before you go, if you are looking to get some of this academic writing under your belt and outsourced so that it's one less thing freeing you up to enjoy more time with your family, hey, you're going to want to head over to Write on Web. .com to see what kinds of resources and materials I have available for you. I will look forward to seeing you there and I will look forward to seeing you here in our next episode. Right on.